Hello, guys. Another episode of Comics Podcast, uh, the podcast where we talk about nerd shit and pop culture, and then we go on to tangents. Uh, my name is Luis as the host for this week, and uh, the rest of the group is... Ash. What's going on, everybody? It's Esteban. I'm Carmen. I'm Andres. And... <laughs> This is. I almost said the wild stallions thing again, but I remember. <laughs> well, we are wild stallions. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, is that was the episode that I saw recently. The you did that, it's like, and we are the wild stallion. <laughs> I was like, you're ridiculous. And so the idea that you quoted that, it's almost as if you were in my brain. It, anyway. That's cool. Um, so uh, every uh, welcome to the podcast. If uh, you're a new listener. Uh, Hang on, don't go, don't don't go away just yet. Check us out for a little bit. Uh, we we have a lot of implementations of making you the listener a part of the show. Uh, opening up to comments a little bit later in the show, within the the first ten minutes is usually when we get into it. Before we do that, though, uh, we do like to uh, have a brief segment on a drink of the week, and it, that rotates as well as the host does of what are we drinking today and maybe expand your horizons on the type of alcohol and what do we have andres uh today i am drinking a uh, stout from bottle logic which i've uh, featured them before it is called degrees of motion it is a cookies and cream stout show us the can yes i'm gonna flip the camera now here we go stupid man let's go here we go and there's a can see cookies and cream Yes. Mm. <laughs> cookies and cream is it is it yes, like guinness guinness dark it is darker than guinness yes it's jesus darker. it's a wee thick oh. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah it is <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm drinking some bottle logic as well oh sweet this is the hey, german andreas yes sir what do you think of um ramirez liquor like uh, they're they pretty a, good. They have a lot of fucking options. I they never know good, what to get. It, uh, they have a good selection. That would be a good place to go. Um, yeah, I think locally to us, that's probably one of the better bottle shops you could go to. I just feel like anytime it's mine, like I could go one and then five weeks, one, like I'll never run out of things to try there. That, and Is that the, the place in Boyle Heights? There's one there, and they have one in Pico Rivera, mm. and they have um, kind of a tap room in Whittier as well, where it's called The Cellar, but that's owned by them too. Ooh, The Cellar. I didn't know that was owned by them. I love The Cellar. Yes, that's owned by them. Ah. But yes, Carmen, that's there. That's the one in Boyle Heights. Got it. All right. Well. Uh, before we uh, jump into the comments of our YouTube and our social media channels, uh, I first wanted to give uh, hand the show over to Carmen. Uh, every week, the host gets to choose something that is near and dear to their heart that they get to recommend to another uh, uh, one of the co-hosts of the podcast. And so last week, Esteban was host, and he had a recommendation for Carmen, and uh, Carmen, the floor is yours. What was recommended and what did you think? Oh, um, S7 recommended The Last of the Mohicans or yeah. Mohicans, um, whichever way, I guess. Um, but uh, I loved it. One is a period piece. And whenever is a period piece, you have like 
I'm done. Uh, I'm definitely going to love it. Um, so it's a, I don't want to say it's a romantic story, but there is a romantic story in the movie, but there is a lot of layers to the characters, which I appreciated. And then I also appreciated that it's a movie that I don't know if many movies have done, or at least I think that do nowadays is tell a story slowly developing characters. I feel that I recently now you you know like you just get a character and like bam this is what they do this is what they're going to do and I feel that this movie did a lot of character development from the the beginning to the end and I fell in love with the characters um I fell in love with the story and, and the fact that it portrays a point in history between um the French and the British and coming or like establishing the colonies and then the Native Americans trying to like fight for their own selves and you know like not choose sides but then kind of being stuck in the middle of it, of it all and the craziness um so I loved it thank you Esteban for that recommendation uh I feel the cinematography in the movie was beautiful um I don't know how old the movie is to be honest but I know it's definitely more than 10 years old hell yeah say. it came out of 94 oh 92 92 92 oh yeah uh so it's aged beautifully i could not tell you that it, it was i could have said it was probably shot like five years ago and i would mm. not know you know um so it's definitely aged beautifully it's a really good story so i definitely recommend it for whoever has not watched it um, because I, I, I loved it. Give, give us a rating out of 10. I would probably say a nine out of 10. Hell yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Slam dunk for Esteban. Good job, sir. Hey man. Like uh, it, it, one, one night I was, you know, I couldn't sleep, you know, ended up scrolling through Amazon prime and, and it showed up and I'm like, I have not seen this movie in years. Like I need to see how this movie aged and, Carmen hit the nail on the head like the movie aged beautifully you know it really did the cinematography is perfect like just the way like th this is for movies nowadays they're not made like this you know mm -hmm. they're not you know they're not made like this and, and it could very well be that the that the industry is just saturated right now with a lot of superhero stuff and I'm not shitting on superhero stuff because that's that's our niche that's what we talk about that's everything here you know but to get a movie that isn't like that you know that that is beautifully made and the story like Carmen was saying is it's a slow it's a slow burn and it's a nice story that's being told and the action sequences were just beautifully done beautifully done you know and and it's a story that makes you care the about costume? every single character oh the costumes were great yeah <laughs> love it yeah so there there are there, there's a few like gut-wrenching scenes in there uh mm -hmm. there's the there's there's one at at the stake there's that one <laughs> you know there's that one there and then and just the, the the there's that one and then i think at the oh god and and i think the majority of them was at the very end the, the last fight scene at the very end the last like 30 minutes of the movie like 30 30 45 minutes of the movie that's where the, and Michael Mann was the one that directed this. He brought it home. Like it's if you, like Carmen said, if you guys have not seen it, you guys have to watch it. It's on Amazon Prime and it's completely free right now. You hear that, guys? 
Amazon Prime. Make it happen. I will also say that I appreciate the fact that the Native Americans were played by actual Native American actors. Um, you know, it was a time where it wasn't like now where, you know, you were trying to portray a culture mm-hmm. or a race for like what it is, but mostly it was represented as a stereotype uh, up to even that point. Uh, and this movie did not do that. And I appreciate that a lot. Um, I think that they did that also really well. So I really did commend them for that because um, the actor, the villain, I, oh my God, I forgot his name, but um, he sold me. Like whenever he was in the scene, like I was like, I I don't like you, but then it's like, okay, like what, good for you. You're a good actor. Like you're doing your thing, but mm, nope, I don't like you. Nope. I don't trust you at all, especially on the first scene when he uh, betrays some people. And I won't spoil a lot of the movie for the people that haven't seen it. But I was like, oh, no, no, he did not do that. But um, yeah, so uh, I appreciated that and I, and I liked it. So overall, thank you again. And uh, again, if you guys haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it for sure. Well, there it is. Um, so Without further ado, uh, the recommendation for me, I think I can, I think this is a fair assessment. I'll I'll let it, everyone's had a couple rounds of this already. Um, It gets harder as the rounds go on. Am I, am I wrong? No, you're right. It (laughs) it is a little difficult to kind of pick and choose because if you guys remember last episode. Yeah, Stella went through everybody before. I went through everybody before I, before, because originally it was going to go to Andres. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have it. And then, and then I, when I started naming off the actors that were in there, he's like, it's last time and I've seen it already. I'm like, oh, God damn it. You know, so then I had to go. (laughs) At the theater, son, when I was like fucking nine years old. (laughs) We boys. And it, it, because it's it's one of those things where it's like it has to be a movie that I find I think is beautiful that I want mm-hmm. somebody else to enjoy and and experience and so it's I don't want to give some half-assed recommendation I want it to be either a, a TV show that I thought was a treasure that no one got to see and I'm like I need somebody else to know that this was right. like old or a movie that just nobody saw or this one particular person I think maybe didn't see it to mm-hmm. kind of bring them into it a little bit more uh, that being said. Esteban, you're up first. Ooh. Uh, for me, The Rocketeer. Have you seen it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so kidding. I'm so kidding. Like, you're, you're joking, right? <laughs> <laughs> for those, for those may, that may not, that may be new to the show, uh, The Rocketeer is uh, Esteban's. Not only is it, was it his favorite movie, it was his first movie that he became obsessed with as a kid, and it will yeah. also introduce him to his first crush uh in that sure same film so it taught him all of the emotions uh mm-hmm. no it's actually it's actually not uh uh not you uh not you Esteban. um no it oh. is it is you. <laughs> uh sorry um it is how well versed are you in stand-up comedy not very uh i i i mean i'll i'll watch it you know i'll watch stand-up comedy but like you know if you asked me eight years ago who tom segura was i would i i don't know I don't know who he was, you know, uh, I, I recently, I heard of him because of you, Luis, you're the one that told me about it. You know what I mean? So, and then, and then after that, like it turned into all this, all this other stuff, uh, because, in, and then it's like, uh, Brian Callen and then, you know, just following, you know, and then, and it just kind of like, following the uh, thread. 
yeah, yeah. Just, just falling down the rabbit hole and just like, oh, well, he knows this guy and this guy knows this guy, you know, uh, I would say that my comedy, stand-up comedy chops would go as far as, and, and, and I'm not even lying, would, would go as far as uh, uh, the individuals that were on Living Color and SNL and stuff like that. But uh, aside from that, that, that was it, you know. And that is what my suspicion was. Then that's that is why I picked you. So um, uh, it is a stand-up comedy special. So no two episodes of anything. It's just one special. It's an hour special. Um, And the hour special, the comedian's name is Nate Bergetzi. Okay. He he is a clean comic. But one of my favorite things about him, and it's something I think is the biggest compliment that a clean comic can get, is when I saw his comedy special... I thought he was hilarious. And then I heard later he was a clean comic. It didn't even occur to me that he wasn't, that he he was clean because he's fucking funny. And so I know you're a family man and you may have to put this on in front of your kids and, you know, whatever. So it is completely PG, but it's really funny. So the name of the special is called The Tennessee Kid and it's on Netflix. Sweet. Okay. I'll check it out. The Tennessee Kid. Kid, uh, Netflix, a lot of a lot of uh, marriage jokes, a lot of family jokes, uh, and just uh, life observations. So, sweet, I'm in. I'm very, I'm very curious to hear your take on it. All right, very cool. All right, another and, clean comic is Brian Regan, and a lot of yes. people that go blue, a lot of good people that go blue love him because it's like another, it's like a, it's not like a Seinfeld. It's it's some people are so good you don't even notice that they're not. Bolder. They're not even being what they call blue. They're not being, they're not cussing. They're not whatever. There's a lot of stuff that's funny because motherfucker, like they need that little emphasis. Yeah. Right. They do it. It's just a choice. It's not, nothing's better than the other because fucking uh, Chris Rock or Chris Tucker without cussing is, it may not be as funny, but like it's whatever your choices and whatever your. Mm-hmm. When you go up as a stand-up, it's almost like you're, it's your character. Like Andrew Dice Clay is not like that 24-7, but he goes up as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm interested as well because I like people who you don't notice that they're not cussing because you're so involved in the fucking story. Right. Okay, cool. And I even liked, um, I didn't even know they weren't cussing, but like the Blue Collar Tour, not so much Larry the King, but or Larry the Cable Guy. Right. But, um Foxworthy and um, Phil Ingvall. The here's your sign. Like you don't notice it because without they're doing it without cussing, but there's it's just you're still involved in the story. Yeah, so that's okay. a good choice. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Speaking of Last Mohicans, I know I just did it to you guys again. Do you guys remember in in uh, when you got a Happy Meal, you got you had your choice of Home Alone. This is how old I am. Home Alone, Last of the Mohicans, or uh, Forrest Gump. It was so random. Like, you yeah, you did. It was so weird. That's my last <laughs> interruption. But I held my hand up like three times and I got it all out. That's what she said. And I'm good. Wow. It's a very fascinating uh, pick on, uh, on a Happy Meal. All right. And so we're moving on to the comment section of our podcast, uh, which has taken up easily taken up a third of the podcast, uh, which this is not a complaint. I'm very happy that we have comments to read. Because that means that it's not just going into the abyss that people actually give a shit and they want to talk yeah. to us about it. So uh, without further ado on it, 
we are going to go, we're diving right in. And this is uh, for episode 49 uh, of the podcast on our YouTube channel. And this is by Melissa Morales. And her comment to it, and this was on a very good question that Andres brought up while on an episode that I was not on, but, you know, no shade, I'm not holding resentment at all or anything. Uh, they were talking about what movie get, always gets you emotional, and it turned into a phenomenal debate of just like, oh, my God, it's this, it's that, it's the mm-hmm. other. And so Melissa wanted to weigh in on that. So she uh, she just listened to the episode two days ago. So it was right at the cutoff where we were recording the last episode, which is why we're reading it now. The movie I always get emotional during uh, the emotional during is My Girl, Lion King. Hey, I said My Girl. <laughs> yeah, My Girl, Lion King, and Toy Story. Toy Story, the first Toy Story. I don't know if I got emotional in the first Toy Story. Lion King for fucking sure. Mufasa dies. The first Toy Story. Yeah. But you yeah, never know what the, what what the person's identifying with, like a best friend that he just made, like um, uh, Buzz and Woody. You never know. <laughs> I don't. I fuck. Who knows why? Fucking dad. Like the freaking Lion King hits us hard because we're close to our parents. That might not hit somebody as hard. You know what that's I mean? True. No, that's very true. We established that last week, didn't we? Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> dad, that didn't, didn't <laughs> that was more of a oh that's right why didn't i think of that not uh yeah, yeah. i already fucking know this <laughs> i apologize <Fucking> ash <laughs> yeah, just, you're not helping uh <laughs> he's like not trying to help um so yeah very good point um i'm curious i would like you to comment on your comment melissa if you can let us know uh what aspects of toy like what part in toy story uh, because I'm, I'm thinking of the emotional side of it is when I guess she starts playing with Buzz instead of Woody. Is it that or is it when Woody is gone and the other toys are sad and thinking about him? I don't know. I, I, I mean, if if she's leaning on Toy Story, I mean, uh, the third one was a fucking tearjerker, dude. Oh, they were all going to die, dude. Of course. Exactly. And then the fourth one, the you know, so. The fourth one too well, to be honest. I saw it, but. Yeah. I didn't remember it too well. The third yeah. one is the one with Sasso the bear, right? Yes. Lotso. Lotso, yeah. And the fourth one is? Uh, the fourth one, the villain is Gabby Gabby. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, yeah. man, you're in for a treat. Make I sure mean, you bring tissue. Okay. It was good. Oh, God, okay. It was good, and I'm going to put a butt in there, but the whole, like, forky spoon thing, like, uh-huh. I don't know, like, I... It felt it felt like the sequel we didn't ask for that they were giving us. That makes sense. I agree. I agree. Toy Story Four was a sequel that we did not ask for, but it was still well done. The one thing that I know that I've told my wife about that I didn't like is they made Buzz revert back to how he was in the first one, like very naive. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm like he's come so far, like, and then he's. There may be buzzes maybe in the movie in a combined time of maybe 20 minutes, you know, that he's in the in the movie. Um, it's mostly centered around Woody, Woody and Bo Peep. That's what it's it's centered around, you know. Um, so so that's the that's the one thing that's that the I one where he chooses to leave. I mean he chooses to leave the group. <laughs> that's spoiler. Yeah, that's a big one. But yes, it is. Good thing that doesn't happen. 
It's also like five years ago, so it's it's game on you if you haven't seen it's it. It's like two years ago, dude. Okay, <laughs> thanks for that. I'm sorry. That I thought that was three. Which was the one where we find out like all the toys were the mom's first, and that was like all. He, he's just gonna give a, away the ends of That's all of them. Four. <laughs> he's gonna start God just giving away the ends out of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one we're showing for, guys? That would be funny. Is that the if one I could remember the rest of the ghost? ends of the other ones, I would. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> is that where I'm trying to differentiate because I'm trying to see if I saw a part four. Sorry. Well, it's on Disney Plus, so there's that. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Melissa, if you're listening, uh, we would love to know what part of Toy Story. And if it's also the if it's the first one, because um, there's been several films. Um. Next comment. If I may interject, sorry, but I just recently saw a comment on, you know, that kid from the first movie that makes the toys or like took the toys apart and made them different things. And it's kind of yeah, said to be scary or Sid. Yeah. Um, so I saw a post where it's like, what if he was just trying to be like, an, like it was based on art. Yes, it was dark art, but like he was just trying to be an artist and he didn't know that the toys were supposed to come alive. And like every sunset, I was like, hmm, that's a good hey, point. Like, what if, what, if this is just like a kid trying to express himself, whatever what, way that he can? Was he not putting what, fireworks what? in him and blowing him up? Yes, he was. He was Maybe, destroying the toys. But that could be a fireworks show. Sure, blowing The argument can be made that it's like he was like, you know, being this crazy little kid, but then he was also touching his artistic side. I can see that. Yeah, as he's laughing, as he's ripping off the doll of his sister's toy. But he had all those tools in there. Like, what kid has those types of tools in his room? Like that, I mean, that is a little unorthodox, to say the least. <laughs> You guys yeah, have to I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate. You know, like what if he really just try was trying to engineer Robert robots back in you know or whatever his way was of expressing himself. Carmen, that's Granted, a maybe bur- maybe burning or fireworks included in the show maybe a little extreme. Got it. Okay, I took a note on that, Andres. Thank you for that highlight. Um, <laughs> But um, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He, also, because laughing. I was really scared when they do pan out the camera to his room. So I was like, oh, it's so scary. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, it, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, that's a stretch where you're saying he's trying to reach his artistic side. The child is laughing as he rips his sister's doll's head off and puts a pterodactyl skull on it. It's pretty cool, though. Now we know how Luis was made, like grew up. <laughs> um, I know that there was some theory of uh, Sid being in another film. There was a t-shirt or there was a kid. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the, the Sid had that shirt with the skull on it. The skull shirt, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember him, I remember a character in a different Pixar film. Oh, there it is. Uh, so they're the the trash and i'll have a picture up on the screen right now uh but the garbage person in Toy yeah. Story 3 is wearing the same skull shirt that sid was wearing in toy story mm-hmm. one and so the uh the theory is that the garb oh never mind uh i just googled it and lee unkrich the director of toy story 3 confirmed that the garbage man in toy story 3 is in fact sid grown up 
So uh, he's like listening. He's on his headphones and he's listening to rock right. Music. That's Sid. So little fun fact for you guys. Nice. And this poor guy wanted if to be. You an think artist. of it like the last action hero. It's somebody's writing your fucking life to just be shit. If you don't know the reference, go watch the last action. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I almost called you a seven. Sorry. That's a great compliment. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Stop. Moving on. Go uh, on. Uh, the comments, uh, <laughs> comments on our YouTube channel is on a sketch that we released uh, called Whiskers. It was directed <laughs> and edited by Ash. And Melissa has a question for me. You edited it. Oh, I did edit it, but you directed it. You told me what to do. Um, Melissa wanted to know, how was the sandwich? And funny story about that. I told Ash during these COVID times, I'm like, I should probably take that home. And he agreed. And I didn't take it home. So I imagine that Ash threw it away. So I never actually got to eat the sandwich. Because I was really full. We had just had pizza. Uh, so that's the story. I don't know how the sandwich was, but but I did get to put the meat to your mouth several times. Yes, you did because I kept forgetting my lights. Several times that you put meat in his mouth. Hey, it was a uh, uh, it was a blooper. I was Pippin. He was fucking Jordan. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's sweet. that's 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 very sweet of you. You told him that he was Michael Jordan. Um, this is the, no, this I called Andreas Michael Jordan because I set up oh. the joke and then he fucking slammed. Oh, me. I thought it was me. God damn it! What am oh, I? Man. Dennis Rodman? Uh, I you're the towel boy. Towel boy. <laughs> yes, you're Dennis Rodman. He shows up in a wedding dress. Yay! <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> All right. So, uh, question: you get how Carmen good, Electra. How good would we be at sucking dick? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh God! <laughs> I said I'm kidding. I said I'm kidding. All right, so next, I'm, I'm going to need another drink if we're going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now we know his limits. I know. I was going to say I could I could easily say no and not need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is on uh, comics episode 49 as well uh, from Vanessa Ayala. I'm down to watch. Okay, I'm going to need some help on this one. She says I'm down to watch Saint Maud. Saint Maud. Haven't mm-hmm. seen S M A U D Saint Maud. Saint Maud, yeah, I brought it up. You did bring it up. Yeah, refresh my memory. That was the episode I wasn't in. Um, I think we were talking about Hereditary and Midsummer, mm-hmm. and I had to mention their uh, Saint Maud. I don't know if so it's in Maud. that style. It's in that same style. Uh, yeah, similar. Where uh, it's not an Ari Aster film, but it's in the in the style of like kind of the a24 new type of horror movies they're putting out yep, so right. i suggested that movie is it midsummer i thought it was midsummer it's midsummer summer Sum- it sounds like summer but it's sumner oh I, i've been calling it midsummer okay makes All sense right. because of the spelling yeah i saw that opening weekend it was a very strange film mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. strange is good Strange is good. I mean, but it's not what I wanted. I, I thought I was going to get like the shit scared out of me. So when I saw it and I'm seeing like the orgy scene, I'm like, what is happening? Um, but that's, then, why I told, that's why I told Ash you could, you could see that one. I don't think it's oh, not too 100%. Because that one's more of like a mind trip that more so than it is a scary film. And because it, it's one of those films that like two days later, you're still thinking about it and you're just like, God damn, like resonates. It just sits there. Anyway, 
Um, since we're on horror, I think the new Mike Flanagan series on Netflix starts. Uh, what was it? Midnight, Midnight Mass. I think that's yes. what it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's coming out either today or is tomorrow. Huh? Is is it a horror film? It mm-hmm. is not a movie. It's a series, and it's from Mike Flanagan. So the guy who directed Haunting of Hill House. Uh, that's his movie. Because or show. Sorry, I said. I, I hope it's okay because I saw a trailer to it and it looks like it's uh like it looks preachy. Uh, I think that's supposed to be like evil preachy where got it. Religion is not good. I'm good, but with that. yes, okay. Because I was like when I the title Midnight Mass sounded eerie and cool. Then when I saw the trailer to it and it's like all these miracles started happening, I'm like the fuck, I'm not watching this. Uh, but it never like hooked to the oh, but here's the twist. Like it was just. It left it at a wholesome note. And I'm like, I'm not watching some religious shit. Um, I, so it's Mike Flanagan. He is the writer director for Hill House. Well, he adapted the series and he did. God damn it. I forgot the name of the Stephen King show that I wanted to say. Anyways, so if you see recurring cast from like Hill House or what was the other haunting of? So, uh, yeah. See, yeah. Bly Manor. So if you see recurring cast members, he usually falls in love with his actors. Uh, plus, he's married to one of the uh, Katie Seagull. So, if you see anybody you remember, it's because he has his like following of old people that come out in his movies or shows. Got it. Okay. What's the because it, it gave me real? There was a Showtime, and I was trying to find it right now. It, it, there was a show that came out in Showtime. Was it called The Outsider? It, it gave me very much those kinds of vibes, it, and it was. It was this guy that, you know, came back home, you know, and it was... Um, was that only for it. one season? I think it was it only for one cast. season. I think it was HBO. X. Yeah, it, it starred uh, Jason Bateman, right? In like two episodes? Yeah. That's The Outsider. That's The Outsider. It was another one where... It's like it was very... very good like, show, by the way. No, no, yeah. That, that's on my that's on my, on my my queue to watch. But it, it was... It came out a few years ago. And it was, it was a, it was a graphic novel. It was a horror graphic novel. And it, I, I'm pretty sure it was on Showtime and it followed around this guy that came back home. And like a lot of this weird shit was happening in his, in, in his neighborhood, but it, it all, it all revolved around because it had happened to him, like this possession, like it had happened to him and then he moved or he left and then he came back home for whatever reason. And then now it's happening all over again. I'm trying to remember what it was, but it gave me those vibes, those, those types of vibes. And I, I can't remember for the life of me. I can't remember what it was called. Anyways, sorry. Go on. Yeah. Cause I'm, cause I'm thinking of like that. What you described sounds similar to the Lovecraft country. Okay. Uh, but that's HBO max also. Right. Right, right. Right. I don't know. But it was like, it was like centered around like this black goo or, or I can't remember. I only remember bits and pieces of it. But if anybody listening knows what I'm talking about, comment. let us know in the comments below. Um, and so the second piece to Vanessa's comment was no King Taco. I would rather eat some real Mexican food. Vanessa, Ooh. let's fight. Let's fight. I love King Taco. Love me some King Taco. Same here. <laughs> and how is that not real Mexican food? I mean, I get it. It's like commercialized, whatever, but it's like, but it's still pretty legit. I mean, it's not fucking Taco Bell, you know, like it's. I think she's just saying that you could get better tacos somewhere else. 
I I don't think that she's saying it's not good because I if if that's let me just kind of defend her because I like King Taco but if I'm craving tacos I'm not gonna go to King Taco King Taco is the place I go to where the other taco stands that I go to are not open um that's like the drunken so yeah 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 so. uh, their green salsa amazing i love it appreciate it it's really good Hit the, spot. Yeah, the, um, the soap is also hit the spot just not um, down with the line there's always line. yeah the the line their system because it's like somebody that got there after you is already getting the food at the other window but your window like is not even being called mm-hmm. and then if you go to the window they think you're rude but it's fine. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I get down with some tacos. <gasps> taco night. Let's do that. Yeah, taco ta- uh, comics goes to to taco night, not Del Taco. Taco night. No, we um, should do. Each of us choose. Sorry, Esteban. Each of us choose a taco place. We all bring we five or six, and then Ooh. we all fucking yes. We all five or six. So that means like. I was gonna say eat eat Andreas's taco, but we all rate the taco <laughs> of <laughs> of what we choose, and we choose which ones are the best. Without like and, and Andreas is A, Esteban B, like we all that's right. whatever it is, and then we just say B is the best. Just choose like that. That'd be fun. Hey, would be fun. Cool. That's taco happening. night. It's happening, and then uh, we're gonna have to shoot out to. We're gonna do a road trip out to Arizona. And visit Zach and see what taco place that he has out there because he's the next comic. And and in normal Zach fashion, reporting for duty, five star general Zach. Lol. No 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 no. Get out of here. Five star general. He comments every fucking. No, I'm giving him this title. You keep it, Zach. You keep it. No. No. Uh, number one <laughs> fan here, Zach. Congratulations <laughs> <one> on. Congratula- <laughs> Hold on, this gets good. I love this comment. Uh, this is on episode fifty, by the way. Congratulations on fifty episodes. As someone who has been serving the comics army since day one, I've watched this podcast and I've watched the host grow and evolve. The show is getting better all the time, even even with SD buffering. Luis's cat stroking, Ash's scatterbrain rants, Andres's appearing then disappearing from the Zoom constantly, Carmen's adventures in doggy daycare. The adventure was as epic as ever. Can't thank you guys enough for including me, and I look forward to participating more in the future. By the way, Netflix series for the group to check out, Money Heist. It's got three seasons, originally filmed in... Oh, I love that. It's so good. We're going to talk about that in a sec. It's about a robbery. Big surprise. Ha ha. It's a lot of action, a lot of twists, a lot of turns. I think you guys would enjoy it. Comics podcast. You have yourself a great day and check you later. All right. Carmen, you've seen Money Heist. I've seen the first two seasons. I think that the third one just came out and I have not caught up with that yet. Look at that, Zach. You know exactly what's up, Riley. I haven't seen it yet. I've, I've seen it. I think it might be on my queue, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, I think I last time I had Netflix on, it like opened up to the new season and it showed the trailer. It was really, really good. So it caught my interest. So 
I'll probably be end up watching it too. It's a really good show. It, it's a Spaniard show, I believe. It's um, from Spain. Um, it some of it is in Spanish. It is dubbed, and it does have subtitles, whichever way you want to watch it. Um, but it's really, really good. Uh, I don't want to compare it to Oceans 11, 13, or whatever, like Oceans kind of, because it's like a group kind of like doing a heist. Um, it's very different, yet similar to it. Um, so I do recommend it. I agree with um, Zach that it's a good watch. Um, I don't, I can't speak for the third season, but the first and second season were really good. Um, the actors are really good. And it's not a show where you're kind of left to like, why are they doing this? It kind of tells you the why, it tells you how. So uh, overall, a good roundup show. So yeah, pretty right. good. That's a strong recommendation. I think I might throw it onto my queue, or I'm sorry, I'll throw it onto the next to watch once I finish the last episode of Squid Game because holy fucking fuck, Squid Game. Has anyone, has anyone started it? Anybody? I just saw the trailer the other day as well. It looks really good. Yo, I'm seven episodes in. Um, my girl doesn't do subtitles, though, so we're watching the dub version, which isn't bad. Um, dub sometimes takes me out of it when I see their lips flapping and they're speaking something different. That's how the trailer came out, so, yeah. In dubs or subs? In dub. Oh, really? My It's funny. My Mine came out in subs. And she's really? Like, I'm not watching that. And so I checked and sure enough they had English I'm like, ah, I'm like, no. and so uh first episode Jesus Christ such a good show um Ash I think you might enjoy it too it's not horror-y um a lot of the gore like people die but it's uh it happens he doesn't like watching blood so that's a, the it, he doesn't like, no. I, I think it's gore more so right it's not yeah no it's, it's one of my favorite fucking movies is natural born killers it's not it's just the setup to shit is not is my shit. I'm uh, working on it. Oh, this one will fuck so that I don't have to hear this shit anymore. I'm working on it. Holy shit! We're <laughs> just trying to know what to recommend you. No, 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 no. I, I, the last I heard was Money Heist. I did. I honestly didn't hear your title, but I didn't uh, want to cut you off. Squid Game. Wood Games. Squid. Squid Game. Squid Games. Um, it, it's been trending like this past two weeks on Netflix. This is on what money? Netflix. This is on Netflix. Squid Games yeah. and Squid Games and Money Heist. Money Heist. Money Heist. Money Heist. Squid Games and Mid- is Midnight uh, uh, and Midnight Mid- Mass, but that comes Mid- out. Mass. That comes out next week. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna do no Midnight Mass. <laughs> I, uh, ho- I hope right. that you get them confused, and then you put on Midnight Mass. I know. I'm sorry. That that would be hilarious. And he's like, oh, no, this has gone completely wrong. So if it's, like, late at night where I don't understand anything and there's all this shit is happening. <laughs> and then you can't sleep for days. Um, the thing about Squid Game is that it it's these really in-debt people. Uh, so they're, they're fi- like, they're nearing financial ruin. And they get approached to compete in this game. And it's kind of like the Hunger Games-ish where they don't realize that's a life and death game. They just say, hey, play some kid games, and if you win, you win. Um, it's a Korean film, so it's once. Okay. So it's like uh, 4 billion ones, which I looked up, turns out to like 40 million, uh, roughly. Um, and you're like, oh, fuck yeah. And so all these people go to compete, 
but like the first game is red light, green light. And so it's like red light and you can't move green light. And then you have to run to try to get to the finish line. And then you have to stop because when they say red light, and if they detect it, like a motion, it's a motion sensor. If they detect movement, you get sh- fucking sniped in the head. And so when the Jesus. first death happens, everyone wakes. And this is all in the trailer, by the way. So I'm not, it's not big. But they're already stuck in the fucking game. Like, oh, right. Uh. <laughs> so then everyone's freaking the fuck out. So just like snipe, 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 snipe. Oh. And so the people that were like paralyzed by fear. Yeah. And then like this very like angelic voice, green light, like. And everyone's like, I don't want to fucking move. But then they look up and there's a timer that it's like, you have to finish by a certain time. Oh, shit. So then, yeah. So it's it, it obviously follows like one character. So you're seeing it through his perspective. Uh-huh. And then it's just as the show progresses and it's like there's six and they're child games, but there's a life death element to it. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Um, How long I would last. Red light, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what are the rules? Luis. <laughs> Luis. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. No, it is such a good show. Such a good show. Like, dubs, whether you so watch it in dubbed or sub subtitles, doesn't matter. Um, it's enjoyable. But anyway, enough of that. That was almost my recommendation, by the way. I like blood and I like fucking, like, serial killer shit. It's just more like... Like a uh, fucking the curse of fucking Emily Rose where her fucking bones are breaking. Like no, no, I don't no, need no. to see that. <laughs> I'm, I'm all good. No, it, it it's nothing like that. It's just it really it's just this game show. It's Hunger Games rated R Hunger Games. That's all. Okay. Um. Okay. So next comment and thank you, five star general Zach. Appreciate you. And okay. nope. Our our other general of the comics army heavyweight. No surprise is our final comment in the comments for today. Congratulations, you guys, on the 50th episode. I'm looking forward to many more. Commemorate this milestone. Let's go streaking. (laughs) Esteban, I recommend not to drink a four-pack of Samuel Jackson before the show. The shit will get you drunk. That was on episode 50. No, I know. It wasn't Samuel Jackson. I actually, or Samuel Jackson, I ended up killing... uh, a bottle of Captain Morgan spiced rum. Oh, I remember that. But you know the sound yeah. he's making a reference to uh Chappelle show? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm I'm just saying. Drunk. It'll get you fucked up. <laughs> what was the line Chappelle says? Uh maybe you'll even fight. Uh, you fight fucking bad bitches in no time. You fucking That's what he says. In no time. <laughs> he says in That's not what I'm saying. And then and then he bites he bites the the peanuts yeah. that are on the table and he leaves. Oh my god. <laughs> so great. I'll get you drunk. Give me fucking fat bitches in no time. <laughs> uh, that, is, that is one of my favorite sketches. So great. With, that was the first time I saw Bill Burr in anything. And then yeah. uh, he's my favorite. Other okay. than Andrew Dice Clay and Regan, like those are my like my Bill like Burr. Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Burr for sure. And I remember in like, it was like 05 or 04, um, I was on Netflix and I saw Bill Burr's special. I'm like, oh, that's the guy from Chappelle's show. And I saw it and I, I fucking, I fell in love with this comedy. And ever since then, just following it. But Can know. I interrupt you for a second? Fire. Tom Segura? Yeah. Did you see that podcast about Dane Cook's brother stole all his money? Yes, sir. 
It sucks. Not fucked up. It's very fucked up. He yeah. just explains it like, but like, how do you? How does so your heart just like slowly like? He explains it like informationally, but as he's talking, you're like, your brother's just, and he did this, and he didn't want to give up all the money, and he acted shady, but he was just saying it like that. But he, like, because his like, brother was his manager, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Now, what's what's uh, a little a little addition to that is. Dane Cook doubled down on himself. So he was going on tour. He was doing all these things. And his brother was his manager, what Ash was saying. And the brother was stealing his money. And so Dane Cook was actually broke because all this money was off on his brother's account. So he turns his brother in, brother gets arrested, and Dane Cook is still broke because they're going to go to court. So he doesn't have money. So what he does is he sells all of his assets and he pays for he doesn't get a, a company to do it which is uh, normally i guess in the business how it's done he rents out all these different venues to go to to go on tour to essentially make his money back and so he bet everything he had earned up until that point to do this big stadium tour and it worked uh, and i remember going to that show uh it was when Nobody was bigger than there was. There was not a bigger act than Dane Cook, and I remember going to the show. It was at uh, the Honda Center, uh, or, yeah, Honda Center, Staples Center then. Um, and there was no opener. It's like he. It was like the show's about to start. I'm all excited, and he just walks on, and I'm like, "That's weird," because I had been to comedy shows before. I'm like, "There's usually an opener to these," because right. I was already hyping the person I was with. I'm like, "Oh, I wonder who's gonna open for them," and it was just him. He does his hour and a half, and he's like, all right, good night. And it was like a very just straight to the point and out. And we later find out it was because of that. It was because he was doing it to be able to pay rent because he lost all of his money. Yeah. I didn't know any of that. Like, I, I saw it, like, on and Tom Segura's, like, Instagram little clips or whatever. Yeah. Like, fucked up. Yeah. Like, I would have thought Dane Cook was living off like an employee in the month money, you know, like that's no fucking shit. crazy. No shit. Uh, God damn. Yeah, no. Uh, great podcast. Your mom's house podcast. Um, so we're com- comments are done. Thank you everybody for participating in the comments. Uh, we appreciate you being part of the show Any anything that you guys want to add. If you guys have a request for us, if you have a recommendation for us, uh, let us know. Um, uh, we'd love to hear from you guys comment either on any of our socials on our YouTube page uh, and we will read it on the next episode. So with that said, we're going to jump right in. Um, I'm, so the first thing I wanted to talk about, uh, Ash Undertaker, he retired relatively recently. Yeah. Do you, are you aware of a project that he's Flex, been working on? Are you kidding? There's stuff that happens that me and Andreas, like, we'll send each other wrestling stuff because if it's, like, a horrible botch, I myself will put it in as as well as, as Andreas. We'll put it into our chat. But if it's, like, just re- random news that you guys aren't going to care about, like, me and Andreas will send each other stuff. But, yeah, the Undertaker thing. I, and it's, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be really cheesy. But that trailer looks really cheesy. That's part of the fun, isn't it? Well, they kind of did. It's a choose it your really own adventure. Cheesy, but I, I kind of feel like what they were gonna try, what they were trying for, was see no evil. With the was at least a little bit more horror. Like it was trying to be a little bit more horror. This kind of seems like it's a 
like a long uh, segment in a wrestling show. Like it's just a long, especially with, with what we're used to during quarantine, they would do wrestling matches and then they would do little segments that were just filmed so that it would go back to, because it was everything you could do without a live audience saying, oh, there's a crash pad there. Oh, there's a, they, they would do every, you know yeah. what I mean? It would try to make it like a movie. I feel like it's going to be that. Well, Undertaker is going to be like uh, the Undertaker and everybody else is going to be like, we're at the end. What's going to happen next? It's like Scooby-Doo. It's going to be very Scooby-Doo. I mean, yeah, it looks fun though. Like, uh, did you, uh, did you ever watch the Black Mirror movie on Netflix? I saw the show and I saw the one with the, there's a chip in somebody's neck. And that's the only one I saw. So you, okay. I, that's, that, that's a good episode, by the way, but the movie, the Black Mirror film, was a choose-your-own-adventure. It was, as the film progresses, it's like, do I go to the store? Do I stay home? Like, shit like that. So. Oh, yeah, there is a, sorry, I mean to cut you off. There is a, uh, sorry, what exactly what you're saying. I'm just you haven't, you haven't seen that. You haven't watched that. No, I just saw the, it, it looking cheesy, and I was like. So are you, because the, the, the Undertaker, Escape the Undertaker, it's a choose-your-own-adventure show you get to choose what you want to do to potentially get different outcomes to it i don't know i thought i was really excited about it no i'm yes i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna do probably do all of them and then that sounded weird probably gonna do all the outcomes and then shit about it later i'm a wrestling fan i'm gonna fucking look where what i can shit on tell it and tell us about it afterwards uh coming out october 5th for everybody that's interested i mean um andres as somebody that was communicated to about it, uh, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I'll probably try to watch it on my own. I'm not like super into it. So, but yeah, I'll probably, I'm not like dying to watch it or anything. Yeah, it's cool. If it's good, then yeah, am I expecting it to be good? Not, not really, but I am hoping to be surprised. I think that's the best way to put it if everybody if, if if it wasn't the new day and it was like actors you know it would it, i would probably take it more a little bit more serious like it'd be cool like these kids stumble upon the undertaker like their car runs out or whatever and they stumble upon this mansion like that would be cool like okay the undertaker's mansion but it was like as soon as you see the new day you know the new day is just gonna be the new day sorry no no i asked the question anybody else have anything to add on undertaker before i move on all right. So, so I was acting like he doesn't watch. <laughs> no, I mean, I do watch, but I'm not, I don't watch, you know, every day or religiously. You know what I mean? So I, I haven't even seen the trailer. So I, I didn't even know this Undertaker show was coming out. October 5th. October 5th. <laughs> October 5th. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> um, Star <laughs> Wars. <laughs> Star, Star, one, two, three, four, five. Um, <laughs> Star Wars Visions, Carmen, going to you first. Um, and then we're going to go around around the room. Uh, not canon. What are your thoughts? Um, it doesn't bother me that it is not canon. Um, so I know the first episode came out already. I have not watched it. Um, but there are other shows. I think, Seven, you have talked about them. And I watched some episodes of them um the animated series um that were released back in 
was it the 90s oh yeah it was uh like in the early 2000s the clone war mm-hmm. uh it was like the very it was drawn it was by done by the same animators that did samurai jack yeah so yeah. i i quite enjoy those so i'm definitely not bothered that vision visions is not going to be canon um i think it gives a good opportunity for new uh, characters to be developed um, maybe at some point they might be adopted maybe they won't uh, it's fine um, but it's like a good playground to have to see what ideas could pop out from it um, and like you know like something may come out of that project that may not be related to like this storyline of Star Wars that we're following um, right. so I'm all for it I don't, I don't mind at all um, I think the uh, art that I have seen so far, and like I said, I have not seen the first episode, which I know is already up, um, looks really, really good. Uh, It's very like manga style um, art. So I appreciate that. Um, It's different. So, I mean, I'm still gonna watch regardless. Um, But again, we're getting the book of Boba Fett pretty soon. So Mm -hmm. it's not like they're leaving us out to dry. So I'm excited for it. Um, so what do you think about it? Uh, I actually saw the first episode yesterday night. Uh, Ooh, they actually dropped. They actually dropped all the episodes, so they're all. We don't have to wait for them. They're all out. Oh no way! Really? Yeah, they're all out. Yeah. Um, okay. It, it's, it's well, I know dope. what I'm doing this weekend. I guess. No, for sure. the The very first one's called the Duel, and it, it's it's in black and white, and it's drawn very very manga style, and it is. Uh, gorgeous the way that it's drawn like it from beginning to end like I was gripped and and following it you know just trying to to stay on top of it and trying to follow the story along and it's not difficult to follow along or anything like that but the the story and and I understand why it's not considered canon uh with this first episode you know why it's not considered canon you know it, it very much reminded me do you guys remember in like when the prequels came out there was a lot of people that started making Star Wars fan film. There was like this big boom in Star Wars fan films or, or just Star Wars, you know, content in general. Um, okay. One of the ones that, that it reminds me of, it's a, a lightsaber duel. Uh, there's like three parts to it. And there's it's two guys like fighting and then they actually, you know, it, it's, re- it's really, really good. You know, some of the stuff and, and some of the fan films are, are amazing that I've seen, you know. But that's what it reminded me of, reminded me of that, you know, the, this, the Star Wars visions. It, it's that I see them as fan films and, and just the ideas and the imaginations that these creators have, you know, it, it's, I, I'm stoked to see it, you know, uh, the, like I said, the very first ones, it's awesome. Um, I, I can't wait for the, for the next ones. Like a love so. note to the series. Yeah. That's on, on Disney Plus or what is that on? Yeah, it's on yes. Disney Plus. Uh, not not seeing i haven't seen the first episode yet so not saying that not knowing why it's not canon i don't like that it is not canon because like you said yes i understand why fan films aren't but this is put out by disney on disney plus Mm -hmm. as a name so cut the bullshit and make the stories you're going to do forward going forward now just it's canon it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to affect any of the universe going forward or in the past it could right. just own contained thing mm-hmm. so that that's the 
it doesn't make a big deal. No, it doesn't. And if it's good, it's good. I'll watch it and enjoy it. It's not going to make a major difference, but just the coming out saying like, oh, it's not canon. It's like, yeah. Well, when I, when I saw that article, like it really, it bummed me out because after seeing the first one, I'm like, you know, this shit should be canon. Like, this is amazing. But I, but seeing the way that it, not the way that it was drawn, but the way the story was told and the era that it's in, it's like, okay, I, I kind of get it, but I, don't but i understand i guess you know um and the episodes aren't very long they're anywhere from like 14 to like 22 minutes long they're not long at all you know oh yeah they're they're you know and i think it's only like nine or ten episodes and disney just ended up dropping them all uh yes uh the 22nd yesterday so but yeah i i saw it the first one the the first one's really really good from uh, and, and I know that you just said that you have seen it. Um, are there representations of characters that we know that are different to what we know? Like, are they are they so different that that's why they chose to do this as a non-canon thing? I don't think so, because you see a lot of alien races in the first one. You're just kind of like, OK, I know, you know, I know this race. I know this race. I know that race, you know um so it's like so that's the one thing it's just like that's like going to what i was what i was saying is like i don't understand why they didn't make a canon because they're mm-hmm. referencing or they're showing these alien races that we've all seen you know in in one form of media or another you know and and it's just kind of like okay whatever but it, it's very it's very it gave me um the seven samurai vibes with it fuck yeah it really did. It really did. Uh, you know, just the way that it was drawn and stuff like that. That's that's the only thing I'm gonna, that I'm gonna kind of like give away uh, for it. But I, but it, again, because I saw that style, and I'm like, okay, I I guess I get why they're not doing it as canon. They're not considering it canon. But to Andres's point, it's like Disney put it out. Like fucking make a canon. Like it can they can survive in its own separate universe, or not its own separate universe, but it's on, on a separate world, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's the the art's great. It, it's it is very anime, but it's not anime, if that makes sense. To to Ash's point, what he was talking about last time, where it's like there's the awkward situation that the character's in and then you see like the giant sweat drop like coming off of their forehead yeah. you know it's not like that it's at like all. that is it like more oh, um, I love I it, think it's more like the animatrix yes yes when you it when really you first is. said you'll understand why it's not canon i thought like uh somebody that's out dead, or yeah, yeah or somebody that's dead is no 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 no. but the the what i mean by that is just kind of like it gives off that seven samurai vibe to it oh okay it's like i it's like i get it like why it's not canon you know what i mean because the the setup looks very like rural japan you know what i mean it really does you know it it gives off that plus like a spaghetti western type thing to it so it's like that's what mandalorian did too Sorry. Right, exactly. No, 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 absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I get it, but like, why not make it canon? Like, it doesn't yeah. make sense, you yeah. know? Like, we saw we saw that style in The Mandalorian. Yeah. You're just adding a little bit extra to it, you know? Because it's like, if you, when you see the costume designs in that first episode, like, it's just kind of like, okay, that's very traditional Japanese attire, 
You know what I mean? But it's just kind of like, okay, fine. But like Andres was to Andres's point, like he was saying, it's like, make it be in a different world, but still in that Star Wars universe. You know what I mean? Is there anything that happens in it that you've seen so far where you might feel like the company or whoever's in charge doesn't want to uh, commit? Is there anything that might, does that make sense? Like, does a character maybe not die, but uh, they don't, does something happen that they don't want to make it part of that world? I, I guess, but it, these short stories, like it, it, it does kind of give you wanting more of the, of that particular story, you know? Are they all different stories? They're all different stories. It's not one continuous story. I'm so fucking in. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not one continuous story. Oh my god, that's so yeah. awesome! I'm in. So and and all the animation is different. You know the the different styles of animation. Different creators. Different. Yeah. Right. You said so, animatrix. Yeah. Right. So this this first one is very animatrix style. You know, but it doesn't mean that you're not you know three episodes in you're gonna get the the traditional not traditional but the newer anime with like the the awkwardness and like the the part I guess that you don't like Ash. Um, or that takes you out of, of the actual story. It does. Um, Halo, uh, the Halo franchise did something similar uh, five years ago, maybe, no, mm-hmm. more than that, 10 years ago. Uh, it came out with a series like called Halo, Halo Legends. Yeah. And it was uh, a lot of little animated films uh, around the Spartans of uh, the Halo franchise, the Halo video game franchise. And... Um, there were some that was like so sick that was so true to what mm-hmm. I thought the universe was, but then there were some that took liberty at those anime liberties of like they're gonna be like what like you know all that stuff and it's just like ah like that's not what I want you know but that's probably why they decided not to make it canon is they right. say tell the create the creative forces behind their short do what you want and they don't they're not a part of it really. And so it's like, okay, we're going to push it, but we're not, we're not putting our hands in it. It's going to be your creative vision. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not canon. That's not to say, though, that it won't, if, if, they're, if for whatever reason there's fans that are gravitated to a particular character, that's not to say that that character won't live on in some other mm-hmm. facet, you know, like, because we've seen that happen before. Oh, absolutely. God, Star Wars is just one of the most immersive universes to... Yeah. To, to really develop and mm-hmm. and create character like fucking Boba Fett. But that's why it's so weird that it's not like why can't you accept it if it's not going to affect anybody that we're used to. Like if it's not Darth Maul fucking doing cartwheels, then you know what I mean. Like <laughs> it'd be fine. I don't know. You know what I mean. Like I, if it's all I would pay I money. Can... I would pay money to see Darth Maul. That's weird. That's probably some. <laughs> that's probably kind of some kind of. That's probably here. why it's not canon. Yeah. <laughs> there's some guy uh, uh, dressed as Darth Maul on Hollywood Boulevard doing cartwheels for you if you want <laughs> and you can pay him uh, yeah. he, he, he takes, takes photos for tips very aggressive about I that. always got weird I always got <laughs> weird like uh, say it goes Batman into Detective Comics into uh, there's a third one and I can't think Dark Knight um, because it, it would be Batman, Batman, but then there would be this weird emaciated Batman that because that was his style of drawing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And he, like you to continue the story, but all of a sudden Batman would be like almost like this weird, like weird. It, it almost looked like Man Bat, but like in the mm-hmm. costume. 
And I'm like, oh, it just just takes me this whole story takes me out of it. That's uh, yeah, that was, you know what I mean? Like Dark Knight. That's David King that you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I was talking about. I know exactly. Yeah, what he he about. Yeah. all weird. The cool thing was like when he drew him, drew him like his cape looked dope, like it, almost like it had a mind of its own. But at the same time, it would be like you're continuing a story like uh, Dark Knight Rise. Not Dark Knight. Uh, I can't think of anything right now. But like, and I'd be like, ah, I can't follow anything because you're just making Batman look like. Ah, rah, 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 rah. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm done. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so it reminds me of that. Like Gotham Knights in um uh when it was all drawn different and they were all doing mm-hmm. different stories and mm-hmm. there was just one story that was all like I'm, like what are you doing I don't know it's just weird like it's a, still a human being he's not like all like like a fucking zombie it was just always so fucking weird how people yeah. drew him just different it's artistic and I appreciate it but it's just weird don't disagree what happened on this. Oh no! I just said that it's just a different style of art. Does it really pull you out like that much? Yeah, because the way they did it, it was almost like, a, like, a, like the what if that we just saw with uh, with the zombies, but with more skin. The way that they would draw that Batman was just like it's a it's a person. It's not like fucking like you fucking just I don't know. What's weird. Look in that world. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, but just not every. I don't know. It was just weird. I appreciate it. I still bought it. I still have my money. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that is for Star Wars Visions. We're moving on. Uh, I'm going to kick it to you first, Andres, on this one. Uh, Fantastic Beasts number three, Secrets of Dumbledore. Thoughts? Uh, I need to watch the second one before I watch this one. Uh, it kind of fell off. I actually really liked the first Fantastic Beasts. Uh, I kind of know stuff that happened in the second one, and that's probably why I didn't like. I was like, "Oh, this is some bullshit," so I didn't go watch. Uh, but yeah, uh, am I pumped? Yeah, I I would like to see the story just because it's Dumbledore, and we get some more story on Dumbledore from uh from the main Harry Potter series. So yeah, I'd be oh. I'm pumped to see it. But I just got homework to do beforehand. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw that film before I saw the first one. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. What did you think of it before seeing uh, the I didn't think it was bad. Um, uh, but I knew right around the time that the film came out, um, that was when the stuff with uh yeah, yeah. Ezra Miller. Uh that's the shit when the Ezra Miller was going down. But then I think uh what's his face was got in trouble too. Um Johnny Depp. Yeah. Because he got recasted after the right after the film. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. There, that oh that was the whole fucking Amber Heard, Kaka, mm-hmm. and all that. Um, but there was, and I'm still paying on it. Uh, that was <laughs> <laughs> that is forever one of my favorite clips. If you don't know what I'm uh, talking about, guys, uh, it's a it's a joke that Ash made. That for so, I still hear the tone, uh, the way the joke was said. You nailed it perfect. Like I, I heard your voice, but it magically sounded like his voice in my head. <laughs> but I'm still paying on it. Yeah. Um, nah, that one wasn't as good. But uh, but yeah, there was like all the scandal shit with it. So yeah. I watched it with that lens of like, oh, it's gonna be a bad film because of all that drama. But fucking post-production, 
that film, the drama happened like six months later. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so I, I thought it was a decent film. I just I know that a lot of the Harry Potter fans weren't happy with certain things that were done. But at that time, when I saw it, I hadn't seen any of the Harry Potters. I was keep in mind, I just, I saw those within this year. 2021 is when Luis hey, seen all the Harry Potter. The rest of us made you out on Peacock. <laughs> It's up back on Netflix or HBO. HBO. I'm sorry, Hulu. Oh, HBO Max. It's not HBO Max. Sorry, it's back on. Um, the uh, I fucking bought it. I I paid the sixty dollars on on Voodoo for it, and I'm like, God damn it, it's four K. That's good. Um, is there a lot of I don't want to say reference. Is there? How would we want to say it? Is there because it's a prequel, but not a prequel. But is there a lot of references to Harry Potter? No, not in the first. The book is referenced, right? The book's the same book they have. The only thing that really is referenced is that Dumbledore, which is the leader of the fucking school, the Hogwarts school. He's young here. That's really the only thing. Outside of that, like, um, I watched it not knowing anything of Harry Potter, and I thought it was relatively enjoyable. So uh, you could, there's still enjoyment to be had. Fucking Dumbledore, man. That's almost with fossil level. When I saw that scene, I was all. Yeah. Really, it hits you. Yeah, well, it's a father figure. It's another. It's another. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just. A, you don't know how uh, good that makes me hear you guys uh, talk about that shit after. <laughs> you guys did not want to watch. And then Shut up, hear, you nerd! Oh, oh. <laughs> Shut up, you nerd! Get away! For sure, man. Like Nate was just... a good guy. No. <laughs> Okay, that okay, that part did bum me out. The snake, a much more sophisticated version, but Mm -hmm. it's another person that did something for the benefit of this young kid. It's 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 a. I'm not comparing it to Armageddon. I'm just saying, in the same way, (laughs) I saw it because you you know, like compare it to Armageddon. This guy that has everything gives it up for something he believes in. A kid he believes like. It's not even proven yet. Yeah. It's not even, no, it's not even that, dude. It's not a kid that he believes in. It's the mere fact that he reminds him of his mom. Yes, that too. By the patron. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and the mere fact that that he sees so much of her in him and not the dad because the dad was such a dick to him, you know, when they were going to school together. Different when we get older. See, I love that though. I love that the dad was the asshole because it's like it's so easy to be like, oh, both of your parents were saints. It's like, no, your mom was. Uh, <laughs> but your dad was a piece of shit and he picked on Snape. Yeah. But Snape yeah, still Snape didn't dedicate like his fucking life yeah. to protect you. As much as he hated your dad, he, he was still in love with your mom. There was levels. Absolutely. God damn it. Oh. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, awesome, awesome, but it's heavy. It was fun. I'm like, huh? <laughs> you dorky motherfuckers make I, took, <laughs> I still I believe. Feel I still believe somehow, even though there was no kind of maybe saving grace for Snape at the end, I still feel like it couldn't have went yeah. as bad. Huh? Yeah, of Did course I grace. No, no, no. <laughs> Just kind of. Uh, no, be- Sorry, go ahead. Harry named his son after him. Did Harry. you not hear Nope. No, I, I, said did, it. I did hear it. I'm trying to think of the... You trying to remember the part. Yeah, I forgot about that, actually. Yeah, Harry named his son after Snape. Yeah. Is he in... At the, at end the very, 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 very end. end. 
Yeah, at the end when he the children are all going to oh, for the first year. Yeah. They're on, they're on the train and he gives his name and it's Albus Cerberus. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fucking A. That fucking yeah, no. That series is fucking good. Told you guys. I just I just rewatched the, the first one. Uh I'm doing my rewatch right now. Are you really? Oh, uh, it's so we're we're going to Universal Orlando in November. Oh, shit. Now yeah, you have I... to get and the cloak and go full out. Dude, I, I'm probably going to buy a wand, I'm thinking. But um, we're rewatching it so that when we go there, it can feel like because they have the Hagrid's right there. They have mm-hmm. um, uh, have you... I, I guess the, the Forbidden Journey is the same as the one that's here. Oh, um, really? Supposedly, because so. it, it's all so. through, uh, um, it's all like CGI, the castle? whatever. Yeah. yeah. But the uh, there's a Gringotts, the Gringotts Bank, mm-hmm. there's a roller coaster of Gringotts Bank, and then there's a uh, uh, Hagrid's ride. Oh, and then there's also an exclusive ride if you have a hopper. Uh, that's the train that's the that takes you to Hogwarts. Yes. And supposedly, there's like LCD screens. On the sides that'll make it seem like you're traveling through worlds, so it's like feels like dude, I'm jealous now, dude. I'm pretty excited. That's cool. Man. Uh, I I I was ready to get on these things even before, but then it was a combination of we were starting to me and my girlfriend were talking about going on this trip, and then you keep fucking talking about these films. So, like, fucking, so did Dana watch it beforehand either? She had. She said she read the first two books and that she had uh-huh. watched. She had watched them, but it was so long ago that she didn't remember them very well. So when we were watching them again, she's like, "Oh, I don't think I saw this." Like, I think she saw a movie, skipped one, saw another movie, skipped one. like. It was like separate because she's not very invested in the nerd. Like, she doesn't mm-hmm. find the need to go from beginning to end. You know, she's right? Like, oh, my friends are going to the movies. Yeah, I'll go. Like, it, she was that person, but. Anyway. Yeah, to be to be honest, Luis, you, you'll really like it out there because uh, Diana and I went to the one out here in, in Hollywood, and that one's really cool, man. Like, it's really, really cool. Uh, the Florida one is, I believe, a little bit bigger than the one that's here in, in Hollywood. So you'll, you'll dig it. You'll really, really dig it. There was one ride, though, that it, it pissed me off that I couldn't get on because I was so tall, like in, I tried to like slouch and everything to try to get into the ride. And it just, it just wasn't working. And I was pissed off because I couldn't get on the ride. The Forbidden Journey? The one with the, the over yeah. the... Yeah, the yeah. Over the uh, yeah. Lame. Yeah, they're just like, can you, can you slouch anymore? I'm like, if I slouch anymore, I'm going to fucking break my back. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, legit. Like I was sitting like a dude. fucking ogre, dude. Just fucking... Trying to get no. it. Oh no! Yeah. I'm too tall. I have too much money. My God, yeah, you're the problem. Is <laughs> wow! You're like, uh, how big's your dick? Eight inches. Oh, six minimum. Ah, oh, damn it! Carmen's back. I, thought, I started the oh, setup because I thought Carmen. Was in. Damn it! Twelve inch dick. You got to be eight inches. God damn it! My big dick. God damn it! God damn my big dick. All right. Um, Last time you saw my dick. <laughs> uh, I want to tell you. Um, all right. So you see the drunk people doing things when the guy ran into the wall, but it was like a, it was like a, a setting, like um, like the Harry Potter. He just mm-hmm. ran straight into a wall. 
<laughs> the platform. <laughs> but it was acting like you saw it, Stefan, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he it, it was acting like it was gonna go into the Hogwarts. <laughs> he just ran into the wall, got up, and then ran away. But it was so funny because he it was it was acting as if he was running into. It was the exact setup. Yeah, it, like it looked like he, you know. But it was so funny. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Well, he got denied at Howard. That's, <laughs> he got denied. You're not playing there. You're, you're gonna you wake muggle, up somewhere. You muggle, you muggle piece of shit. Um, I know these words. Um, okay. Fucking nerd. So I would like to segue off of the the show show and ask a couple questions regarding the something, a TV show scene or a movie scene that means something to you. And what that can be, whether that can be something as simple as oh, I like it because it reminds me of me, or it could be something a little bit more complex as this actor made the creative choice to do X, Y, Z, and I noticed it, and I want to talk, and these are the things that are going on in my brain that I wanted to showcase. Um, so uh, I'm a, I'm, I would hope that everyone has their answers locked and loaded. I'm going to go with Esteban first. Um, Esteban, what scene in a TV show or film, uh, do you, uh, what's the one that you decided to pick and why? Um, it was actually the entire movie, uh, The Machinist, the one with uh, Christian Bale. Good film. It's a phenomenal film. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, the, the one thing that, like, like Luis was saying, that uh, committed to, to, to something like that. Christian, Christian Bale, if you guys don't know, is a method actor. Uh, the man commits himself to the roles. So in order for him to get ready for that role, he had to drop a lot of weight. So when you guys see him in this movie, you guys decide to see him, or even if you Google him, I'm sure he'll show up somewhere here. Uh, you'll see his what he looks like in the entire movie. And the dude lost a shit ton of weight. The, he is skin and bones. I am, and that is not a metaphor. Fucker lost a lot of weight, and he lived on what he said was uh, one apple and a can of tuna fish, uh, and that's what he would eat every day. You know, that's what that's what he had to survive. The fun, the the crazy thing about that that he lost so much weight in that movie. If you see his next movie, which is right after, is Batman Begins you see the body change like instantly. And, and it's just one of those things where I'm just, you're just like, he just finished the fucking machinist months ago. And now he's bulking up to do Batman. And, and you can, when you compare the two, it, it's just one of those things where I'm just like that, that fucking commitment right there, you know? And, and, and that's, that's, that's the one thing where it's just kind of like, if I'm watching the machinist, it's like, you know, the next film was Batman. And if you see him fucking Batman, he's all like, he had to gain like 180 pounds, you know, in a matter of months, you know? So, so I thought that was, that was fucking good. That's cool. Uh, God damn. That's so crazy to be able to put, to have the discipline to put your body. Is yeah. Insane. Um, Ash, you're up. What do you got? Uh, so far, what means what to me is uh, the crow punch drunk love and, um, Gangs of New York, all for I different know. reasons, but uh, all for different reasons. But they all, 
if I'm going to watch those movies, The Crow lesser only because like that's my touchstone and that's like my that's it. Mm-hmm. But um, but the other movies are more of an investment in time because they're three movie or three hours. Um, or Punch of Love isn't, but it's um, but it's all just it's all for the same reason, but it's all for uh, different reasons. But it's all it's it's those three movies. But if it's if, if I haven't pinned it down, it's The Crow. But uh, those three movies, okay. you just went on me. Uh, Wait, no, no, because you're the, saying what is there a specific the scene? Punch Drunk Love, I will go first, is more this guy lives the same day every single day and then meets somebody that makes him become someone else. That makes not even be someone else, it's like uh, makes him adult. Um, and he, he ah, how do you, how do you even say it? Everything is about himself. And then he meets somebody and he has to protect somebody. And it becomes in one moment about her. He sees a cut on her forehead and just is not him and essentially becomes a man. Uh, and for you to understand that, you got to watch the movie because he fucking whips some ass, which he's really a fucking squirrel, kind of a squirrely guy. Like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't nothing. But then like he falls in love and his woman got hurt. And he just fucks up people. Um, uh, Gangs of New York is another father figure thing. Uh, in the end, what he has to do, he has to do because he hurt his original father figure. It's it's a thing. Um, but also, it's a great story. That's the three-hour story. Plus, fucking the butcher's fucking... That's somebody I would put on my fucking wall. Um, uh but the, I don't, I'm everywhere with that. It's funny because I'm thinking about everything that I would say that would make this fucking three hours in itself. So I'm trying to fucking segue into different things. And then <laughs> uh, The Crow is just, again, as I've said before, the ultimate love story in that you love somebody so much that you couldn't rest. And then not only that, you go from coming alive, being afraid, to figuring out what happened to you to fucking being really fucking angry to fucking it just the way that it says on the shirt is the way is everything he went through in that order and in the movie they did it perfect and every fucking movie that did it after it they just don't they don't do it right and they don't fucking they just try to make another movie with this fucking actor and they try to make it like Go be as good as Brandon. It's like, it don't just fucking tell the story. Don't try to be the next anything. Just fucking make it your own, you know? And they just don't do it right. Anyway, but those are my three. Who are we going? Uh, back to you, Louis. So for you, it's not a scene. It's the whole film. It's it's the story. It's the story. It that the overall story. Overall. There's, there's so many. I'm telling you, man, like the what hits me. I didn't realize how hard how hard of a uh, question that was for you. I apologize. (laughs) No, the show, the Connors, like it's just there's anything that could just the thing that I was saying with with uh, Melissa. We don't know why she identifies with Toy Story, but there might be one scene. One hundred percent. Exactly. That's what I said. Gangs of New York. I can't watch it every day, but I have to watch it at least once a year. Tombstone. I got to watch it at least once a year. Like there's just movies that like you just got to fucking identify and go through it 
yeah. once a year. Sorry, I dig it, it. It is a very loaded question for me. Your no, I can tell your love for cinema is uh, is unlike anybody else I've ever known. So uh, it's a very uh, it, I can tell how thoughtful your responses were <clears> on <throat> it, and I can tell that you put some thought into this. So I appreciate you, sir. Um, Carmen, uh, migrating on over to you uh, to a scene or a scene in a TV show or film or the whole film uh, that that resonated with you and why? So um, there are two films actually that I could, one of them I could recite by heart. Like I know every line of the movie and a lot of people think it's a very superficial movie because it was marketed that way and it probably is. Um, However, it wasn't to me. Um, and that would be Legally Blonde. Um, it's definitely like a chick flick, like, you know, rom-com, like super like early 2000s, late 90s movie. Um, total, like not even something that you would say, like there's something valuable here. Um, however, for me, uh, it was a movie that honestly, like I played it over, over and over and over again when I was learning how to speak English um so that was one of the things uh I learned a lot of my vocabulary or how to pronounce things because watching that movie over and over again um but the thing that stuck with me from that movie was um it's she's in law school and there's this part in the classroom where um the professor um asks a question and one of the classmates from Elle Woods uh the protagonist um, answers the question and the law professor asks him um, are you sure that that's correct and he's like um, yeah and he's like and the professor asks him um, are you willing to bet your life on it and so he hesitates he's like mm, like I just answered a question I don't know if this should be like this big of a deal you know and so the professor was like you know, like when you're speaking, like I recommend knowing before speaking because oh. you're going to be held to that. And so like that line has like stuck forever because it, it, it's like if I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to speak about it. I rather, you know, like not because I, I'm going to look like a dumbass or whatever. It's just because it's like I want to know what I'm going to say and the reasons why I'm going to say it. So that's the reason why that movie has stuck with me, that line specifically. Um, at like, honestly, like I said, that's one of the movies I could recite by heart, like line by line from the opening scene to the end scene. Um, and I know it's like a frivolous movie, whatever, but um, I love it. Um, the other one would probably be Juno, um, the movie Juno, uh, because it's such a hard message. You know what I mean? Like when it came out, it's, te- it's dealing with teenage pregnancy and that, that is not a line specifically, but the whole movie overall, you know, and it's like this teenage kid dealing with like circumstances that are out of her hands. And like, she's just like, you know, like trying to deal with like, oh, I have a crush on this boy. And like, we did this thing and like, now I'm pregnant. And like, now the school knows that I'm pregnant. And like, how do I navigate telling my parents? And like, I don't want the baby, but like, also like, 
abortion is out of the question for me at least because I already like played those odds not the you know like whatever battle she was going through and then like then also you get like this couple that is gonna adopt the baby and then like one parent is not ready for a baby one parent like truly truly is like motherhood is the, the thing for me and I want to be that and I want to be for the kid and it's just like the dynamics of all the characters in that movie again it's it's one of my favorite I would say probably my favorite movie it's another movie that I could probably recite by heart because I've watched it so many times um and it's just such a good movie because of all the character development and I know I use that a lot but I think I I identify with that with the battles that like characters have to face and like the predicaments that they're in and like how do they you know respond to situations and like how that makes them or breaks them and then like how do they build themselves out of that situation um so I think because of that Juno for me would probably be over legally blonde but again both of both of those movies um are definitely like in the back of my mind all the time and like I said like I could recite both of those movies like no one's business go ahead Ash sorry did you see me in legally blonde where are you in legally blonde during the uh when she's dressed like a bunny just look for me <gasps> and then two Wait, liked, wait, 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 at the love party or when she's the party, the, the party when she walks in and she's the bunny and, and the guy she's with the sheeting or something. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, I will look and for you. Two, I do like uh, the person she she's with is not ready, but the surrogate, no, she the surrogate would be her. The, the, the person she wants adopted to give the baby mother. to, adopted mm-hmm. mother, that person is attracted to her who's not ready to have a family like fuck dude like that's fucking nuts the layers that was of that such movie, a yeah. yeah i agree yeah i agree i also fucking want to take a picture one day with the kissing and the fucking finger to the fucking camera that will happen just because of that movie i love that movie and it will be with luis <laughs> i'm gonna look for ash also in the bunny scene so <laughs> Uh, Andres, yes, a scene or whole movie, uh, uh, in a TV show or movie that resonated with you and why? Uh, so I have three, uh, I'll make it quick since I have a lot. Um, so Ash, um, Gangs in New York, yeah, because I saw I I saw your facial expression change when Ash mentioned it. You, I. Um, it's going to be Gangs in New York, and it's not for Leo's uh, uh, character's uh, depiction on that uh, and his father figures. Uh, it's going to be for Bill the Butcher, and it's only because he is he is the bad guy of the movie, yet he is so charismatic and not lovable, I guess. Lovable is the wrong term. Uh, it's just his charisma so off the charts that you can't help but like him. But he is a sadistic piece of shit, uh, so you do want him to lose. Uh, but it's his or Daniel Day Lewis's performance is so good in that that you just it's like him in anything. So we mentioned him in the Last of the Mohicans, the start of the uh, podcast, and then yeah. he gets, he gets mentioned again for this. Any single movie he's ever done is a great 
performance, I would say checking out his work. I can't, I don't have the name of the movie on the top, off the top of my head. Um, it just came to me right now, but he did a good portrayal where he's an Irishman in jail. And that's like a really early movie. That's, that's super good. In the name of love. I, it might no. be, uh, yeah, I don't have it, but if you could yeah. find that really in the good. name, I think it is because Something they played the trailer to in the name of love. Yeah. I'll look it up. Uh, but yeah, so that's because of Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, so the next one is going to be a actual series. So this is three movies. And this is Anthony, Sir Anthony Hopkins' portrayal of Hannibal Lecter in the movies. Because he is a sadistic serial killer. But he's so fucking brilliant and charming that you fall in love with him. In which he just has a few... Uh, uh, he only comes out in it a limited amount of times in Silence of the Lambs, but his portrayal of Hannibal Lecter is so great that there's other um, that they made a, a Hannibal, and then he came out in Red Dragon. So that is a great performance, um, and it's like different. You get to see him more in depth, and they give him more of a story in the, in the others, um, especially Hannibal, obviously because that's uh, on. That's he's the main one on that one. Um, so that's really good. Uh, and then the third is so growing up, uh, my parents wouldn't really take us out to like movies and stuff. My dad preferred watching movies at home. Uh, but really young, they did take us to my dad, like going to the drive in movies. Um, and there was a drive-in back in the day in Pico Rivera. That's the one we used to go to. So I see yeah. a few movie series. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Thanks, in the name I, of the father. Makes sense. Um, so, so yeah, there was a, a, a movie theater in Pico Rivera back in the day for all those who live in Southern California. Um, and that's where I saw the complete Back to the Future th- uh, series. And so that series I saw with my family. So it holds like completely at the theater. Uh, I remember each one very clearly. Uh, so those hold a very special place in my heart. So yeah, those are my three. Nice. Back to you. Oh man, you guys went really deep with this shit. I was expecting like a scene here and there. It's like you guys went so wholesome on me. It's going to make, uh, I already had mine locked and loaded and I was going to change it when you guys went wholesome on me, but I'm gonna stick with what my original pick was. Uh, the the scene is that... it Biodome? Please say it's Biodome. Yeah. Well, bio- <laughs> the 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 scene that resonates with me a lot, or that I uh, think ah maybe it's a little deeper than I initially thought of it to be. Um, the film is Dark Knight Rises, um, mm-hmm. and the oh, there's you, you got cell. What's that? You goddamn incel. it's a combination of two things one the actor choices of tom hardy uh and two uh uh, is the the script and the the direction that the director put the film in so the the scene in particular that 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 captivates me is when they capture uh commissioner gordon and they bring him back to bane and when they take him to bane uh, they say, or Bane asks, uh, why are you, why are you here? It's like, oh, and then he kicks Commissioner Gordon. Answer him. 
It's like, I was talking to you. And it's like, uh, well, he he was investigating us. And you thought to bring him here. Like, and he's like, check his pockets and then uh, and and then I will kill you. Like he just said it so matter of factly of and then they're obeying and uh they search the pockets and as they're searching the pockets uh the camera pans out and you see them searching commissioner gordon's pockets and you see bane's hand it's 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 twitching it's it's doing this little motion here that i'm i'm holding up to the camera now what you can't see uh or maybe some people do in the ufc fight when right before you're about to get into a confrontation or actually any of the gentlemen here that I've ever gotten into a bar fight or into a, a school scuffle, when you have that energy in you, you're either clinching your fist, like clinching and letting go, clinching, letting go, or you're exerting that energy in some fashion, whether it's like loosening your shoulders or, or something. And a common thing that I used to do was uh, the twitching of the fingertips of just like, this motherfucker's going to get it. And, but his voice is very search his pockets and then i will kill you like but the twitching in his hands is showing just how frustrated and angry he is at the situation mm-hmm. even though his voice doesn't show um that's scene number one that i'm just like this is fucking amazing this is deep and i don't know if the average realizes how deep that is the second one is a conversation that he has with bruce uh during their first encounter during their fight that whole fight i love and the reason i love it is because it is batman's first failure true failure is he loses that fight and he loses it bad but when he attacks him um maybe 10 minutes prior to this he's talking to alfred and alfred's saying this is the league of shadows and he's like i'll fight harder i always do fast forward to the scene where he's fighting bane and he's hitting him with everything he's got and Bane responds very casually, you hit me like a young man, hold nothing back. Like, admirable, but mistaken. Like, it's a very... So, in a fight, in a boxing match or a UFC fight, not every fight, not every punch is 100%. Nobody has the stamina to go 100% for 12 rounds. We'll say boxing for this for this uh, notion. So, we'll say Canelo. Canelo is a big... Uh, a big contender right now right now not every single punch is is hard because the punch that knocks you out is the one you don't see coming so it's soft 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 25 percent 25 percent 25 percent 25 percent 100 percent that 100 percent is the one that you're hoping will get caught that's the one that's going to knock you out if you go 100 100 100 you're going to gas out at 30 seconds this motherfucker has to go Three-minute rounds, 12 minutes. I'm sorry, three-minute rounds, um, uh, 12 rounds, unless the guy gets knocked out. And so the idea is it's like soft, soft, tap, 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 hit, hit, tap, 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 hit. Like, And so there's a, a structure to it. It's a game of chess. And so the idea that Bane acknowledges that and it's like, you hit me like a young man. You don't hold anything. It's like admirable, but you're mistaken. Like, I'm not a kid. Like, you're not going to win this fight like this. Like, and it was just such a strong message of, for me, the way I, I digested all of that is just the, mm-hmm. the, you, 
you don't learn from your victories. And he's like, victory has defeated you. Like, that scene, like, again, this is all that same scene. It's, it's, um, victory has defeated you because this has always worked until you fight somebody of your caliber, at which point it's not going to work. But in most cases, uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather being the exception, um, the champion doesn't change his strategy because it works. They keep fucking knocking people out. They keep winning. They keep doing their thing until they find that one other unstoppable force that stops them. And it's only when we lose, whether it be in life or in an actual fight, it's only when we lose that we have the time to reassess ourselves and ask, why did I lose? What do Mm -hmm. I have to change about myself? And that's a very big adult conversation we have to have in our own brains because let's be very honest we lose a lot in life life doesn't go the way we want it to go all the time and so when we lose that's when we reassess batman up until this point has done nothing but win and so the idea that he says that line to him first you fight me like a young man hold nothing back followed by victory has defeated you like even before i did because you think that you're gonna this is gonna be, win and it's not mm. and and of course i can go into because i this is also a film that i've seen repeatedly so we can also go into you think darkness is your ally which is a thing but that goes you know more and then he loses right. the fight but anyway that that is mine i thought that was such a strong life lesson uh for all of us but that's me very cool, man. I like that one. That one's pretty. That one's really good. Thank you, thank you. I didn't go as wholesome as you guys, but I tried to try to bring that up. <laughs> no, we're only quiet because we're thinking of it only as Dark Knight Rises. We're not thinking of it as the way you saw it, not no. the way. Again, I saw Armageddon. Like uh, nobody, <laughs> you never know. You know what I mean? See, Gangs in New York. I saw that movie, and you guys, both you and Andres, were talking about how that tugged you. And it's like, yeah. oh shit, not like that. But and just like, That's, oh wow, like I didn't see that. And same with mm-hmm. David Bond. I've seen that film, but I'm just like in the That's same so- way that he discussed uh, uh, Bill the Butcher is the, the exact same way. Like and, it's like a fucking. You don't want to do it because you're you're almost falling. Like he's uh, a piece of shit. You're almost <laughs> not. I don't want to say in love, but you're almost falling yeah, no, in like, adult like. Uh, you're almost falling in love with the person that killed your fucking dad. Like you're like not, but you're not in love, but like that. But you know what I mean? Like you're you're falling into what he would have given you as a dad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's the. But ultimately, you have to get shit's got shit's got to get done, son. It's true. Uh, thank you guys, everybody, for uh, uh, opening up and getting into it. Uh, moving on. I still know what you did last summer. Remake <laughs> is happening. Why are you laughing so hard? I don't think we asked for it, but Andres, kick us off. Is this uh, the, is this a reboot that we wanted? Why or why not? I don't know if we wanted it or not, but I don't mind watching. I guess it's content there. Um, so I I really really love Scream growing up, um, and I know what you did summer was like a slight knockoff, so it was always lesser than. Mm. It was still an what enjoyable. What are you waiting for? It was yeah, exactly. Enjoyable <laughs> movie series. Uh, growing up in the late nineties, yeah, around that. 
Um, so will I watch? Yeah, probably. Um, and then I'll hold my judgment till then. So it's not, it's not sacrilege in my eyes since it wasn't like the greatest movie series ever. And I didn't mind. I saw some of the scream, uh, MTV series. I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's right. And it was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great either, but I still saw it and I'm really looking forward to the next scream with the original well the remaining original cast um so yeah i'll probably check it out and reserve my judgment till then but i'm not it's not blasphemous or i don't have anything negative to say uh andres can i ask you a question yeah why not something something like alien where you're like uh when they finally kill ripley and then they realize like uh it's not going to survive without her other than the alien versus predator like other than that kind of bullshit which i do like those movies uh, it's kind of like a dream match uh, if you're thinking about wrestling. But anyway, you know how they brought her back, but is it like a, a rep, uh, just a, a replica? Was it a replica? They brought her back, but she's she, she wasn't really her clone. Yeah, yeah. Clone. right. Like, uh, is that something so like about Aliens Three? Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, did that bother to or make a difference to me? I, I I saw that movie in the movie theaters, and I noticed I I actually liked it when I was a kid. So uh, maybe I am biased or something because I when I grew up I saw that movie had bad reviews so, and I didn't understand it. But hey, like I said, I was a child when I saw it, so maybe I'm into different things at that time. Um, was that a big deal to me? No. Uh, so I saw those movies. I guess by that time I had already saw Alien and Aliens when Aliens 3 came out. So, but I was, like I said, really young. So it didn't, it wasn't, it didn't affect me. So, so no. Resurrection is for, right? I believe so. Um, So yeah, uh, like we had this discussion when we were in our group chat. So we have a group that I mentioned previously on the podcast and there was, I don't know, uh, if we're going to discuss it or not, but there was rumors that they're planning to remake the uh, lost boys. And like, that. like that would be sacrilege because that is a perfect period piece. Mm-hmm. And, and I know Ash has a fondness for that movie too. And I was like, you don't, you don't have to call it the lost boys. You could say, give it an, any other fucking stupid name and have a teen vampire movie and you're set. It doesn't have to be the lost boys. Like you're just tying it to existing ip to get the people to watch why don't you just go make a teen vampire movie now even if you want to set it in the 80s it doesn't have to like do some legwork and don't tie it to the movie and you won't make people who actually love that movie angry Mm -hmm. so that that would be more on the lines of sacrilege than i know what you did last summer in my eyes yeah even like uh, I think people took Scream as a bigger sacrilege than I know you did last summer because it was almost like Scream took off, so let's do another thing. And then with with these, uh, but it was again an original idea because Scream was it was different than I know what you did last summer, but it's still the same genre. It wasn't yeah. the same exact story. In, in slasher, yeah, in slasher film, yeah, and and. When we did this two or three weeks ago, uh, the scene you almost walked in, walked out on when the Big Bang Theory guy got the hook through the fucking the throat. I almost stopped 
I almost walked out, but I was on a date. So I was like, kind of like, nope. <laughs> but that was like the moment I was like, oh, this is too much. Like, <laughs> it was kind of okay because it was kind of a slasher, but it was kind of, mm-hmm. this was like a hook going through his fucking throat. And I was like, Ooh. It was- <laughs> nope. No, nope. don't think with your brain today, buddy. <laughs> so I mean, it- <laughs> oh, God. you look down. I mean, it to win it, bro. Don't you worry. <laughs> I made it. Uh, <laughs> your junk was telling you to sit the fuck down. Yeah, right. <laughs> sit the yep. fuck down, bitch boy. <laughs> it's been a while for us. We need this. We need this. If you make um, it through this, you'll make it through something else later. That's exactly it. That's mm-hmm. exactly it. Uh, does anyone else have any thoughts on I Know What You Did Last Summer? I, it just falls into the category that I've always said that Hollywood's running out of ideas to make shit. So they're just starting to remake all this other shit. And- I, don't, I don't agree with that either. Like There are a shit ton of ideas from a ton of creatives and writers and kids growing up that have. And if the studios want to invest some time and give um, those creators uh, money to put their whatever they created on and start a new franchise, then but that's not the case. It's that they're relying on old IP that they already have. The rights of and they don't have to pay somebody else for their property they have that already and they could just throw it to somebody to write something new again that they created and they're going to rely on nostalgia of the people that like that old shit to come back and watch it and make some easy money it's not that there isn't new ideas it's they're lazy and relying on old shit yeah, so okay i can see that it, it give the money to people who haven't haven't been out there but then that's a risk for them and that's not a risk they're willing to take when you could yeah. name something fucking something we've known growing up and it's going to have some nostalgic pull to you so you want to see the new version of it so that's where we're going to go yeah already have your money regardless of how good it's not even to be the fucking like cool <sighs> there was a moment you could die at any point with damien whether it's the fucking dirt bike scene whether it's you eating fucking maggots like he had uh keeper sutherland played that like in any moment i can kill you and every picture that i've seen is very like like there's there's no there's no uh, other than the kid with the little like i'm emo kid but ah and that's no disrespect to their acting i'm sure they're gonna do that amazing but more ah there's no i don't feel a sense of danger the way you felt the entire movie, like Michael was just like, oh, I could still kick it. Like, like he was still trying to be like, uh, again, for star, but Damien could kill you like that. Not only that, he had three other friends that can kill you. We can all just kill you now. You know, like, why is he keeping? There was a whole reason to it. And supposed to like the bigger reason being that that was the son of, but not to spoil a 1980s movie, but there was a whole, like, I can kill you now moment. From the cast that I have seen, they're all 95 pounds. And it all looks like, <laughs> what am I watching? Just See, that, kids that's fighting. Thing, like, Kiefer, uh, I'm going to need somebody to check this. But Kiefer Southern is like 5'4", maybe? So he's not mm-hmm. that big dude. That's but short. His, acting, his acting is imposing. Like, he is a good actor, so he could sell it. So, like, yeah, you do believe. I think he is 
pretty short. Because if you five see nine. it, he's he is not five nine. He's five nine. If he's five nine, I'm like fucking seven five <laughs> here. He's five nine. To give credence to that phone booth, <laughs> I feel like would have been complete crap. But at the end, when it was Keeper Sutherland, like I feel like absolutely, you were absolutely threatened by Keeper Sutherland the whole movie. There's like if it was fucking like fucking, he has a a weight behind him, his yeah. performance. It's his his height is five nine, and there's a right underneath it. There's a Yahoo questions thread. Is Kiefer Sutherland really five nine? No, he's not. See, I told you. <laughs> no, but beneath it, it says his, he's his a Tom Cruise five nine. His actor IMDb is fifty eight and a half inches. Yeah, he's. Oh, sorry, fifty eight, five eight. Yeah, he's five he's eight not, and a half. He's not five eight, bitch. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, no, but nobody has the weight or can play that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just gonna be Vampire Diaries with the fucking name Lost Boys. And if I eat my words, I hope I do because I want to see a great movie. But just stop and using these fucking things. It's just been rumored. It's not necessarily what's gonna happen. And we went into it because we were talking about. I know what you did that summer, and that is actually coming out. Um, and and yeah, like I said, it's not. It's it's not as big as a deal to me as say Lost Boys would be. Mm. Well, that's I'm grateful that you brought up Lost Boys because that was the very next thing on our on our list. So uh, unless anyone else has anything to add on Lost Boys or you know, what you did last summer, uh, we'll move it on to our last topic or second to last topic. Um, Mario is getting a new film. And that was officially announced. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. It's uh, um, it's under the Universal umbrella with, uh, within Illumination, uh, the the creative minds behind Despicable Me and the Minions, um, which I'm saying it makes sense because they greenlit two years ago the the Nintendo World Super Nintendo World over mm-hmm. at Universal, which is in construction right now, and uh, yeah, makes a lot of sense. So. Um, and so we have the cast, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it over to you, Carmen, to uh, see what you think of it first. So I'm gonna read you the cast first. It's currently set to come out on December 21st, 2022. Chris Pratt is gonna be playing Mario. Hmm. Anya Taylor Joy is playing Princess Peach. Luigi is being played by Charlie Day. Jack Black is really? playing Bowser. That's fucking cool. I didn't know I, who Charlie Day was playing because I only saw the. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Jack Black playing Bowser. Keegan-Michael Key is playing <laughs> Toad. Who's playing Toad, I'm sorry? Keegan-Michael Key. I see. And Seth Rogen playing Donkey Kong. <laughs> that one made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. See, when, uh, I, saw the, when I saw the Donkey Kong one, uh, like, I can, all I hear is fucking Seth Green <laughs> Seth Rogen. <laughs> that probably when he fucking so hits well. the fucking... <laughs> That's, right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um. All right. Did they say who's Koopa? Not yeah. Koopa. Uh, um, Jack Black. Jack, Jack Black. Black is Bowser. Jack. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm. I know him as King Koopa because I'm old. But yeah, yeah. Oh fuck. I wonder if they're gonna play that funny. Like. Oh, like, they have to. There's no. There's no yeah. way to do it. Uh, yeah. The original and the voice actor that they currently use for the games uh, of Mario, he's in the film also. Um, and undisclosed roles. They said that it was going to be a uh, 
a cameo of sorts, but it's an animation, an illumination. So we'll see how that goes. Do you think um, he's going to do an Italian accent or do you think he's just going to Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I would think so, probably. Like if he goes to a restaurant to get like spaghetti or something and he's like, and he, if he, you hear the voice, you'll recognize it. So that might be the cameo. It's me. Like, <laughs> um, Carmen, what what are your thoughts on the the new film coming out, Carmen? Uh, I'm excited for it. I love the Super Mario um, franchise. Uh, that is one game that I have played through Nintendo, and then as the last game that you guys know, Nintendo 64, and recently the Wii. Um, so uh, I'm excited for it. I like the actors and the characters that they're playing. Um, I do hope that it is in a comedian sense, as we said, uh, it would make sense that it would be that. Um, so uh, again, excited for it. Andres. Um, yeah, I was surprised at the quality of the cast members they got in it. So I know that they're spending money at least on that end that I don't doubt that they're going to spend money on good writing. So it's going to be an enjoyable film. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I didn't know that this was coming out and now I'm excited. Um, I am interested to see if they're actually going to give like make Chris Pratt and Charlie day have Italian accents. Hell uh, yes. Have, make all uh, Taylor joy speak all high. Like, princess peach like i I, i'm excited to see the way that they're going to take take it um but yeah it's it's a good thing and i'm actually excited for it which i did not know until today that this was something coming out so it was just just announced today on the nintendo direct yeah uh well today when we record this um thoughts I'm excited for it. I know my kid's going to be excited for it. I know that much. He's all into Mario right now. So, so I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. And I think I'm even more excited because I finally got to see Sonic. Uh, and I dug it. It was really, really good. You know, so so I'm stoked. I'm, I can't wait. Love it. Uh, the, one thing, the one thing that I do hope that they use is the soundtrack from the video games. Like, legit, I just want to hear the... Yeah, <laughs> they might make it all fucking EDC with it. Like they might, they might. Like they're gonna get Skrillex with it or something, but it'll be cool. And then when he gets a star power, it's like. Oh, they have that. There's so much fun to be had there. Um, a little little sidetrack because you mentioned the the Sonic the Hedgehog film that you saw uh nintendo also announced today for those people that own the nintendo switch uh in mid to late october they will be releasing an expansion uh for part of their nintendo membership you will also get aside from their super nintendo and nintendo catalog nintendo 64 is being uploaded oh, hell to yeah. and so is yeah. sega genesis which is fascinating because nice. it's the first it's the first non-Nintendo thing that's going to be going to on there. Just, just Genesis? Uh, just as, yeah, Sega Genesis I, and ooh. the N64. It, they did mention it's going to be at an expansion cost, though. Damn it. For, but, for Genesis or for the Nintendo? Oh, for the Switch, because the Switch right now, if yeah. you get their online membership, it's $20 a year, which yeah. is not yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, my guess is probably going to be another it's less 10 than. Bucks. 
it's less than uh, P, uh, PS Network and, and the Fuck other. Yeah, yeah it's like $70, yeah. $70 a year. Yeah. So, yeah, so for $20 a year, you get to play online with your games, but you can also you have the Nintendo catalog, Super Nintendo catalog, and then come October, uh, Nintendo 64 catalog and Sega Genesis catalog. That's going to be so, so dope. And these are all, you don't have to pay any of these. It's all, it's all there. And so um, the games that they are going to have among the first run is uh, uh, Legend of Zelda, uh, Mario 64. Uh, I saw Mario Kart in the demo. Oh, Star Fox. Star Fox 64. Quick story about fucking Mario 64. Yeah. (laughs) This is horrible. My friend. Oh, this is the worst story ever. Okay, so my friend, so N64, we all had the uh, Mario Kart, right? Mm-hmm. And he would, his girlfriend would be winning at N64. Mm-hmm. And if she was about to win, he would yank the fucking controller out of her no. hand. Throw it to the ground. It No, I know. I Believe me, I know, because I was the one in last place going, so... Believe me, I know every fucking thing you're thinking. Yes. So I, and it was my friend, so I was already responsible. So we're playing, and I'm hitting. This is me hitting the A button because if you guys know, if you've ever played 64, this is the hitting me hitting the A button in last place, and he's about to lose. He would yank the fucking controller and be like, "That's because you had the 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 blue shell." That's because you had the whatever reason he was losing would literally yank the cord of the controller and throw it to the ground. What a little bit. And he was and he would get first place. But it was the most awkward, not down moments ever. And I feel like I brought this out of nowhere, but I feel like Mario Kart got brought up. You know what? What's great about this? But the switch thing is making nothing great about that. We found out his friend's a little bitch. (laughs) Yes, on that. But Nintendo also announced simultaneously that they're going to release two new wireless controllers. One of them, them, you guessed it, is an N64 design controller. Nice. I still have my own controllers. God damn it. And the second one is a Sega Genesis controller. No way. I know. How fucking crazy is that? So uh so they're gonna uh um, coming in October between 15th to the end of October. When yeah. it releases, they're selling an N64 controller, uh, and then separately they're selling a Sega Genesis controller, yeah. both of them wireless connecting to the switch. Uh the controllers are priced at like 39 bucks. But so if I uh, get if I get a switch, comics game night, fuck yeah. No question. All right. All right. Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> um, and this actually brings the Thunder uh, Oh. 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 No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then that brings uh, the question over to you, sir, about the Mario film coming out. Uh, Ash, uh, what are your thoughts? Because of Parks and Rec and because Charlie Day is fucking amazing at improv. I'm hoping that they keep everything that may be not off script or not on script. Um, there's a bunch of improv that's going to be amazing amongst them too. Yeah. That just, 
kind of almost as long as as long as they're within the story, just leave them the fuck alone and they could make a fucking amazing movie. Just you're good. With those two, the way that you did it, it's good. Like a, 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 if it was going to be like Stallone and supporting cast, then cool. But the way that they have done this is kind of more like they could make this amazing. I almost say like just let them two go and just because they're so great at improv, yeah. just let them go and they could make a story. They can make your movie. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Cause I almost, I'm almost looking forward more to Luigi because of Charlie day, Charlie day. Yeah. Oh, Charlie day is amazing. So just, uh, I don't know. I can go on for days for about Charlie day, but yeah, it's going to be great. I absolutely agree. Can't wait. I can't wait for us to see our first trailer. So it's not ready just yet, but uh, we'll probably get one before the end of the year. Um, all right. And so then that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, the last piece that we wanted to talk about was the uh, What If uh, uh, sh- series that's going on uh, Disney Plus right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am going to kick this off over to Carmen to kick us off because I'm going to be very honest with you. I'm not caught up. So this is going to be a you guys conversation. And neither is Andres. He's shaking his head no. So Carmen, I know you've seen it. So I'm going to throw it to you first. And then whoever has anything to add <laughs> before we, this might be a very end. Uh, this might be a very short uh, ending we're of doing, the show. But... We're doing Thor or Kilgore? Killamonger, you mean? Killamonger. Sorry. Thinking uh, Killgore. Whichever. I, I watch both. Um, I, I know Killamonger was last week. And um, I like that episode. It was, uh, again, I know I say this every time, but having Chadwick uh, Boseman reprise his role as King T'Challa is like, you know, it's like, it hits deep. Um, wow. Okay. Let's not take that out of context. Uh, but um, <laughs> um, I like the storyline. I like how if, you know, he would have been there. Um, the storyline of Iron Man would have been completely different, um, especially because Iron Man was or is actually still one of my favorite characters in the Avengers uh, universe. Um, so just to see how that character would have been different. And then um, the only thing I did not appreciate, and it's not to knock anything off of the series, um, the open endings that we're getting and I know that there is more to come from the episodes or like from the series and whatnot but then it's like it just leaves me wanting more of like the story especially like with this one and it's like there was no repercussions to whatever happened so like what's gonna happen even with the zombie one you know it was like okay so then what's gonna happen with that um, but this last one uh, with Thor and then, like, the last scene of it, I, um, you know, we see vision in a certain form. And it's like, okay, what is this all leading up to? And so that's, like, my only caveat with the show. I love the episodes, every episode. Um, it's like Ash was saying earlier. It, you feel like that episode was great. Like, there's no way that they can top that one off. And then the next one is, like, oh shit like they just blew your brain off and like it's another story that you could not have possibly like thought of at least like in my case and then I'm like but I want more like please finish the story because there's still like more leading to that um 
So I know that they'll tie it to what's coming within the universe and whatnot. But as of now, I, I was just like, can you please just give me more? Thank you. <laughs> um, Esteban, have you watched, uh, are you caught up with What If? I am. And it was, uh, the Killamonger one was fantastic. Uh, the zombie one was great too. I know we talked about that one um, last week or the week before. Um, but yeah, the Killamonger one was that was was actually pretty cool because and the way you kind of see it, you think that he's he's got this uh, mindset first, and then the way it kind of turns and stuff like that is actually pretty cool. Uh, the most recent one was different compared to the last what six that we saw. It was very mm. it was very wholesome. You know what I mean? Like it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch that one. But again, like Carmen was saying, the way that they're leaving a lot of these episodes now. It's very open-ended, you know? And the thing that I love that I really like the most is that if you notice, the Watcher is uh, actively becoming a part of the story now, you know? Where before you would only see like a silhouette of him or, you know, you would see him faintly in the shadows and stuff like that. Now he's like predominantly front and center now in a lot of these, in a lot of these episodes. So I think it's so I think it's great, you know. So it just tells me that he has this bigger role to play when it comes down towards the end of the of the series because I think it's what nine episodes. We've got like two more left now, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see it. I, I want to see what other stories we're going to get into for season two of of What If because I know season two's already been greenlit. So I can't wait. I want to see it. Like I, I got to see this now. You know, so I'm super excited about it. Um, I, I'm excited to see the next episode because the way this last one ended with with Vision and the Gauntlet and the Ultron bots, it, it's I, I'm excited. I can't wait. All right, I take it. Um, and I think the other person that saw it was Ash, but he is indisposed at the moment. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's gonna do it for comics uh, for today. Uh, well, thank you for everybody that has uh, stuck around to it to the end. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, but before we say goodbye, goodbye, uh, I wanted to ask Ash for any thoughts that he had on what if I went to go pee. Thank you for making that that segue like perfect. Well, we but were about to, to we were about to end the episode. I know. I was gonna, and I was like, it's you know what? Good. That's not fair. Let me let me. Get no, it. no. Um, I did like every. Um, I love that Killamonger, the way they did. Every what if has been a different what if about everything. But I like that the way they did the Killamonger was like, it's what if Killamonger saved Tony Stark, but it's still Killamonger. So it still was going, the the destination was still there. Like there was no deviating. I'm still going to use fucking Claw. I'm still going to use everybody. Like there was no, it was not a what if for him. It was more of, that character chose different ways to use everybody to get to the destination. It was a what if for that one situation, but that character was still like dead set on using everybody to get to this one place. But like Carmen said, I'm more interested in where they're going to go. And I love all the little what ifs. And I kind of hope they do what if season one, like episode one goes into episode, uh, season two episode one like they go in that order to kind of finish everybody's story but uh 
if they don't, I'm okay with it. But like, cause they're, cause they have so many stories. Like what if Spider-Man, what if they, there's just so many different, what, what if Carnage got um, Venom first, the, the symbiote first, like there's so many different other stories that like fucking as nerds, we want it now. So to finish off that story, like, where do we have to, do we got to do three seasons of this to get to, as nerds, we, what we already know, if Namer was fucking, th- like, you know what I mean? Like, we already have where we want to go, mm-hmm. or where they, what the stories they already have. That's kind of, and I kind of feel like that's what DC's story, DC's problem is. They want to get to what you know today without getting you to fucking deal with Superman wonder woman batman justice league you know what i mean like even batman 2 justice league they kind of want to give you everything now and play a catch-up story with marvel and i know i'm going everywhere with that but just marvel has our trust to you have all of our patience and then disney plus just give us something every single season and you have us for years you don't have to give us everything now you don't have to give us just and we're good and even if it's not canon, as we say, just make it. That never happened. Just fuck it. Make it different so that that guy doesn't go like, oh, that didn't happen in that epi- like that issue. Just we're good. And now everybody can go to sleep. But that's what I wanted to say. Just it's all good. You hear that, Disney? Just fuck it. Not literally. Not literally, because you guys are known for horrible shit. I think I would have to get. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and on that note, we are calling it a night. Thank you for everybody that has tuned in uh, for the whole episode. Um, and again, comment, review, uh, like, subscribe. Me costs nothing to you, means everything to us. So uh, we appreciate all the support. If you can keep it coming, we would love it. And Andres, I'm going to ask for some help on this one because we are comics and we're everywhere. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. I'm Ron Burgundy.